So Lynx and I have been really working on Wednesdays. Called it's called Butt Stuff Pilates class. <laughs> Lynx and butt I stuff have on been... our show's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm MJ. And I'm Bree. So I'm married. I'm a mom, so I get it. And Lord save me because I'm dating. We're more than just a sex-positive dating and relationship podcast. We want to share the perspectives on every kind of relationship while giving a voice to our listeners. Plus, tons of tips to boss up your life. And sex life. Your Vegas girls are here for you. Let's do it. Let's do it. Good afternoon. We are so excited for this guest episode today, and we know you are going to love it. But first, big shout out to our sponsor, Like a Kitten, who is helping you unleash your inner muse by gifting one of their new vibrators to a lucky listener this month. And to enter, just drop that rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or you can join our Patreon, the $5 level, and winner announced the last Wednesday of every month. Check out everything Like a Kitten has to offer and get 20% off with our code KEEPERS20 at likeakitten.com. We will share more about them later in the show. Today, we have a rock and roll duo out of Canada. They are the two hosts of an original podcast that focuses on the girl behind the song. You've met Shanti in our episode Free Fall and when she came to Las Vegas to visit, but today both dolls from the Muses podcast all the way from Toronto, Canada. Please welcome Shanti, <laughs> Shanti and Lynn. <laughs> this is so exciting you guys i was so upset last time that i missed out and uh i'm just so happy that we get to do this again and that i get to participate this time so thank you guys me too oh my god thank, thank you, you for having me back of course Va- from vegas I've, to canada right here I've guys i've never been a repeat guester on a podcast before so well worth the wait to yes. just have you guys both back and i remember when we did the interview with you afterwards brie and i we're like, can we keep her? Like, can she stay in Vegas? Like, we're going to Toronto. We're already planning our, our show in Toronto, our live podcast. We're ready. We were going to come visit you guys this past summer, but the world took us in a different direction. So yeah. it was lovely uh, like, getting to visit you, though, right before oh. the world changed. We had class yesterday and I told Shanti and the other girls who were there, I was like, I'm so happy that that was my last big thing before the world shut down, was getting to spend time with you ladies and just being a amongst so many beautiful personalities and just I just have such like a fondness of my heart right now <laughs> before we get into a little bit more Brie met the muses at DollCon, correct yes. can yes. you guys share a little bit how you met actually I was a big fan of their podcast I didn't know they were Pamela's dolls and then they did an episode where they mentioned being one of her dolls and I was like oh my god so I commented on the Instagram I was like I'm a doll too I'm in Vegas <laughs> and um we just kind of started talking back and forth on the internet listening to each other's shows and then we all met in person and it was a beautiful gathering <laughs> that's right yeah it's interesting too because I've actually met so many of the dolls previously like online mm-hmm. and kind of found out oh we actually are part of this tribe without even realizing it yeah but you know you find your own you do as soon as I heard the podcast and I saw the way you guys presented it uh, by the way your Fleetwood Mac cover is phenomenal I'm wearing I love rumor shirt and honor. <laughs> nice. I noticed that. That's amazing. <laughs> their, their episode photo pick. And I remember telling you last time, I was like, we need a whole calendar of like your rock and roll looks, the way they re- remade the album covers and just like dress the whole 
love I love it so much. Yeah, I, I started. We off, have twelve looks for the calendar yet. <laughs> pretty much, almost. <laughs> I did when Lynx came on in the fifth episode of Muses. I always wanted a co-host, and she came in to present a, an episode on Marianne Faithful. And then as soon as she was in, I knew that she was the co-host. But before she came in, I had recreated Tom Petty's "Damn the Torpedoes" album cover, and I used pretty much I used the exact same guitar that he uses on the cover. Um, I really treated myself to this photo shoot. And then after that, <laughs> Lynx and I decided to keep that theme going. So we've also done Dreamboat Annie by heart. And wow. now that I'm gone back to my natural hair color, which is a very dark brown color and Lynx is blonde. Next time we do a photo shoot, I think we're going to play with that yes. contrast. Okay. So the 2022 calendar we can <laughs> we're hoping for. Yeah. We'll work on that for sure. Yeah. Okay. That's a great idea. <laughs> I love that. So many good covers out there. One of my favorite album covers is um, Rodney Bingamheimer. He used to put out compilation albums called Rodney on the Rocks. And I actually have the, that album framed in my room too. It's just this like hot babe on a bed holding a phone. And she's just amongst mess everywhere. Her room, like the room is disgusting. There's just crap everywhere, but it's such a cool photo. It's such a cool album cover. That sounds so cool. Yeah, I love that. So you guys just spilled some very exciting news on IG. Can you please catch our listeners up to what your four big announcements were? And then we're going to get into some fun getting to know the show and then getting to know you guys personally. Yeah, we'd love to share uh, what happened and our four big announcements that I kept repeating on Instagram over and over and over. For I an love hour. it. There's your teacher, it. your teacher coming out. All right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so when Lynx and I started podcasting, we did it independently for about a year. After that, we got picked up by a network and we were with them for about three years. At the same time that we were picked up by that network, we got in contact with a woman named Allison Marino, who owns, who's the mm -hmm. CEO of lipstick and vinyl. Mm -hmm. So every time you listen to our show and you hear an ad for something, like, you know, you guys do ads, so do we, uh, whether we, it's for makeup or the away suitcase or whatever, it's because lipstick and vinyl and Allison Marino puts those ads into our show. So we've had a relationship with them for years. So the big news was that Allison and Lipstick and Vinyl are a network in and of themselves. So they're really big on promoting women's voices and underrepresented voices. So there are shows on their network such as Gaslit Nation, The Only One in the Room, Welcome to My Vagina. And we decided to leave our old network and move on to this new one. And so what we've been trying to do with our announcements is rather than talk Talk about all of the reasons why we left the old network and focus on mm -hmm. the negative. We're just talking about all of the positive reasons why we're moving on to this new network. So. Congratulations! Yes. Lipstick and Vinyl is uh, an amazing podcast network that we've even heard about as well. So congratulations to you yes. guys. It's well suited. Definitely. Thank you so much. Yeah, it really feels like the perfect fit for us. And yeah, we couldn't be happier with a change up. Second <laughs> one is that we've been releasing bi-weekly episodes. We're now going to weekly again. At the beginning, when we first started the podcast for about a year, we were weekly and then life just got very hectic. And so we started going bi-weekly and now we're going weekly again. The third, wow. Good for you. The third announcement was that with us going weekly, we've started a new format. So in one episode, Lynx and I are now going to each present a muse. 
or a groupie or a rock wife. And why that's important is because we're going to be able to hit a lot of people's requests that we haven't done before. So we had a lot of requests for Ushi Obermeyer, but she doesn't have an autobiography or if she does, it's really hard to get or it's only in German, right, Lynx? It was only in German. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll just find a couple of different sources on the internet, put them together, and then we'll present the story of a rock wife or muse that has something or someone in common. The fourth... I think it was that we're just working on more things like uh, Twitch stream and TikTok. Yeah, dipping our toes into that. (laughs) You guys are popping on the reels, though. I loved the one where you were like four different Halloween looks with one white t-shirt or something. That was amazing. Yes, I showed my husband that. I was like, babe, because we were struggling last minute. I was like, I'm just going to like make you American Psycho. I think that was my favorite. I was like, I never thought of that one. I like that. (laughs) Perfect. Good. Yeah. And why date the rock star when you can be the rock star? And then I tried to think of all of the rock stars that kind of look like me or that I had around my house that I could make myself look like them. Who did you do that one? I did Patti Smith. Mm -hmm. Yes. Elton John. Elvis. Elvis. And the (laughs) favorite, the favorite was Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, that's right. People were like, you look so much like him. And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) But it's true. When my hair was dark, I wanted to be Alice Cooper for Halloween so bad. Like just have like the makeup streaming down my face and wear a top hat and carry around a a writing crop. That was just my goal. I definitely want to do a part two of that. And Alice Cooper is on my list. The only thing is, is that I need to carve out time in my day to not only apply that makeup, but to Mm -hmm. also remove it. (laughs) Be the last look, that's for sure. (laughs) You guys, congratulations. I mean, 2021 is definitely going to be an incredible year. You guys have definitely showed that last year. It sounds like you did a lot of growth despite everything. So it's really exciting to see how far you've come just from the last time we've talked keep going thank you so much and right back at at you both (laughs) thank you we're trying (laughs) all All right so let's get into a little bit of our getting to know you show edition so about your podcast with we talked about you've been doing the show almost going on four years yeah wow yeah, so the first you... episode was at the end uh release at the end of 2016 wow that is such a new that's like just beginning podcasting too like when the shit was just getting hot very yeah. diy <laughs> and there weren't there weren't as many tutorials online and things like that so yeah we've changed yeah. a lot in 147 episodes these guys yeah. are like the muses of podcasting too guys so <laughs> just hold on tight all right now how did you and links meet me and shanti met at one of miss p's writing class She was hosting it that year. I had been to a couple previous. Pamela started coming to Toronto, actually, because I wrote her and kind of begged her to come. And she was like, are there enough women? And I was like, I will find you those women. (laughs) And yeah, she came. And I think we had been doing that for maybe like three or four years before I met Shanti. And then, yeah, Shanti hosted one. And she had just started doing the podcast. So I met her like maybe maybe around the first or second episode that she released. And she was looking for someone to do Marian Faithful. And I was that someone. So yeah, the rest is history. It just then I never let her leave. <laughs> <laughs> so you were like, she's mine forever now. <laughs> My- <laughs> I think precious. that's kind of what happened with MJ and I is we were both doing separate things. And then I came as a guest on her podcast and she was like, um, you're mine now. 
by the way, forget your other thing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, screw this, because we're both trying to do our own thing. And I was like, well, I was leaning on guests to like lead my show because I wanted to get people's perspectives and stuff. And I'm like, fuck, man, I'm not going to get anybody that can like come through. I was like, I think I need a partner. When I did it with Bri, I was like, if we just could talk for hours and hours about nothing, we would have our salads at lunch and talk about, we call it our sex talk salads. We talk about <laughs> everything, like way too much. And it was just so much oversharing and so comfortable and just we just knew it links did you ever maybe shanti she obviously had an idea for doing a podcast she was doing it she, into that did you ever think of podcasting did you listen to them were you like how did you feel about just joining a podcast i'd never thought about it no but it's interesting because back when i was a teenager i created this live journal community that was all about groupies and wives basically like the same thing this but on the live journal platform. So I had already been like researching this, like all of my teen years, all of my life. So when Shanti told me about her podcast, it seemed like she was just like a step ahead. She knew about podcasting. She knew it was like a smart thing to do. She knew it was going to be big and exciting. And she got on that. And yeah, it was just like, perfect. Let's take all of this knowledge and put it online in a different format. Yeah, I never thought I would get into it. And of course, it's bizarre when you first start and you, you hear all your like ums and ahs and you're like, is that my voice? Like, this is what I sound like. But <laughs> gotten used to it now. And like you guys said, it's just, we have such a great flow and it just works yeah. and it always has. And I'm so grateful that I met Shanti and Aww. I'm doing this four years later with her. Aww. I love it. There's so much yeah. love. Um, side note, uh, Lynx, you and I are about the same age. I think I was in your uh, live journal group. Yeah? <laughs> Swear to God, I was in those type of things on I'm live sure. journal back in the day. <laughs> I'm sure there's other dolls that are in the writing group that I met like on through there before... <laughs> I ever did a writing class as well so like I said we all find each other right groupies sure. get together that yeah. Is yeah. <laughs> okay so we're gonna go into secrets of being the co-hostesses with the mo hostesses <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's something that anybody who does a podcast that has a co-host probably like wonders about other podcasts as well how do you both keep the friendship alive and the business alive at the same time it's just been so natural it's not something we've ever had to like talk about or I don't think like we've never like argued or anything like, what do you think Shanti well thing is is that I had only met Lynx once or twice before she became the co-host so the working relationship and the friendship mixed together is the only one we've known of each other oh. it's not like we had had a friendship for five years and then decided to be co-hosts and then had to navigate that world so since it was already built Built in that way we just realized like how we flowed together and how we worked mm -hmm. and the communication has just always been open we never let anything bubble everything comes out right away and we both really hear each other and respect each other with mm -hmm. non-judgment and we meet each other where we are and we're also really good at adjusting for one another so if I need something, she's there. If she mm -hmm. needs something, I'm there for her. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love it. I, you, MJ, you're, you're probably one of the most important relationships I'm in right now. So 
<laughs> some weeks I'm like, oh, I just can't focus. I mean, we need a topic or this. And Bree's like, I got it. I'm on it. Like we, we definitely could balance each other out when it comes yeah. to like Bree's having a week or I'm having a week. She's like, I, I already took care of it. I got it. So it's not like, oh, you're doing this and I'm doing this. We're not really keeping score of things. We have a balance of responsibilities that like she takes care of or I do. But in general, like it's just when life happens, you're like, girl, I got it. You know, it's yeah. like, I think you exactly. have to have that respect for each other yeah. and just like know that we work well and it's a relationship. And, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And honestly, if you can't do it, you'll be like these podcasts, like one that had a huge problem last year where one of the co-hosts left and then the other one went on with a, another sex podcast. Yeah, I'll just say it. Call her daddy. Everybody knew about that controversy, whatever. <laughs> I, I look at that and I'm like, oh my God, how did you guys like fuck that up so bad? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like Again, with Shanti and me, it's where I might have a, like some weaknesses. They happen to be like her strengths. Mm-hmm. So it also just, like you said, we usually don't have to talk about like, okay, you're going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's just like natural. Like this is what I'm really good at. This is what you're really good mm-hmm. at. And we kind of, mm-hmm. you know, we go back and forth. And like Shanti said, if, if I'm having a rough week, I know I don't have to stress about this at least, you know, like she's got my back. Yeah. Actually, one thing that I've never vocalized before, but I think is true. And I know Lynx will be like, oh no, that's not true. But I think Lynx is fundamentally better at research than I am. And what she <laughs> and she pulls out of, of things and how she presents it, I think that she's the better like research gatherer. And then for example, is I'm the techie one. So if there's ever something new to learn in terms of like our tech, then I'm on it first. And then we like share that. So it's like, you really can't have one without the other. So it works. And there's a whole bunch of different kinds of oh, yeah. uh, more examples like that. But that's Dynamics. just one of them, for example. It's not honestly like I've done morning shows. I've been in radio and it's been a bitch to work with. Mostly it's probably just working with dudes. But um, just keeping the whole yeah. vibe alive. And it was a lot of work in radio. But doing this with Bree is like, we get it. It's our own yeah. thing. We take 100% responsibility for it. And that I think that's a lot of it, too. You know, we're like, we both have a lot of passion for it. We can tell you do, too. And just admire that you do like this rock and roll research history. And we're such music heads too. So just your podcast is such a treat. It's yeah. pretty cool at this point that sometimes when Lynx and I get introduced at things or for things, we're now being introduced as rock historians. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I will say that the first time that like we got introduced as like sex experts and dating experts, I was like, are we? Am I really? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. kind of at that point too in the world where like you don't need a certificate from some institution that you paid all this money to to tell you and tell people yeah. that you're an expert in this field just like we don't need a certificate or to have paid all this money for someone else to tell us that now we can consider ourselves music historians. We it just does. are. The the proof is in the research and the time and the amount of work that we've done. Yeah, the consistency weekly. This is what you devour. This is what you eat for breakfast. This is this is your lifestyle, you know? So I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Very curious if each of you uh, can share a favorite fun fact about a muse, something you've learned along the way that maybe people 
don't know. And you're like, here's a good one. I'll start. One came to mind immediately. So I'll start while you think. Please. Links. So we interviewed this woman named Dorothy Carvello. She has a book called Anything for a Hit, How I Survived Being an A&R Woman in the Music Industry, something like that. So she worked for Atlantic Records and she worked under Amit Erdogan. And so a lot of her story is talking about surviving being a woman working in the music industry in the 80s. So a lot of our book was very about business and about the abuses and all of the things that she faced in there. But sometimes when we read other books that were just strictly by women in business in the music industry, they didn't exactly cross over into the sexual realm. But one thing that Dorothy included in her book and spoke to us about was that she had a wild night and a sexual relationship with Michael Hutchins from In Excess. (gasps) Was there a lot of choking and spanking? Right, (laughs) Yeah. And apparently he was like an amazing gentleman, such a sweetheart. She has nothing but incredible things to say. Have you guys seen the documentary on him yet? No, No, I haven't. Oh, you're going to love it. I know in one of Pamela's books, she wrote One Night Bands. It was just one of her independently shorter books. And somebody in there wrote about a night with Michael Hutchinson. She's like, and he walked up and just introduced himself as Hutch. And I was like, that's the sexiest thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So even though her book was a lot about the not so great men that she had met Mm -hmm. in music, he totally was the one that came out as this picture of like of of amazing masculinity like personified and that he taught like he was a great lover and all on all of those things so I really liked that she was able to be both a professional woman in business and didn't think or didn't believe that expressing that sexual side of herself diminished anything about being a woman in music because sometimes those two things especially if you want to be taken seriously as a woman in music you are not really talking about your sex life because Mm, of the old uh, how'd you get who, who did you blow to get that position or whatever. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. So, I thought that was a great little tidbit from her. Good book recommendation if, if anybody wants it. We're going to leave some recommendations in the show notes, the book mm-hmm. recommendations, any any of these little tidbits that you guys drop for sure. I'm reading about B.B. Buell right now. A fun kind of fact that I didn't know about her was she didn't have a relationship with Prince, but she was still amused to him. In Little Red Corvette, he says, B.B., you move too fast fast instead of baby and if you look at the cover of that single he's shirtless and he's got these gloves on Mm -hmm. and bb is a musician herself and she had just put out her first album called covers girl and that exact image is like the centerfold of her album like her topless with these gloves on it's and he just like recreated it basically that's so oh awesome. okay i know exactly the prince picture you're talking about yeah interesting yeah. okay we get a link to that book too that's yeah. pretty hot so if you could be a rock star in their heyday in their moment who would you be oh great <laughs> question i know I i'm like who would i be, be? David Bowie, probably. (laughs) Me too. Me and you. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I mean, everything, the costumes, the music, 
uh, the scenes that he was involved in, I, I would love to live that experience. The only thing I don't want to experience being David Bowie is when he was so paranoid on coke that he thought Jimmy Page was um, putting curses on him. So he hired him. <laughs> so he Jimmy hired... Page probably was putting curses on him. <laughs> but I love that he hired Cherry Vanilla to like cleanse his aura and put a curse on Jimmy Page. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, uh, we got to interview Cherry. She's out there still. Yes. So we've got to put in that request for her. We've done an episode on her, but I think I've deleted it because I did it before Lynx came on and I mm. actually just went back and I deleted the first five episodes without her. I was like, we're going to redo these. Good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Bring it yeah. on. We're ready for it. How <laughs> about it? I thought about the two artists that I wouldn't mind being in their heyday. And so I'm going to do an East Coast and a West Coast one because right. I'm in my fantasy land. Um, I've just, I always want to be out in California. Mm. That's her happy place. I just have a pull. I have a pull (laughs) there. So definitely Joni Mitchell would be one of them. I think she was so respected always. I think she always did what she wanted to do. Yeah. Now she's just kind of painting somewhere in an undisclosed location (laughs) that nobody knows about. So I like Joni Mitchell vibes and then uh, also Debbie Harry. So that was mine. Blondie thing. So there we go. We're, we are vibing, ladies. <laughs> we are vibing. I was so, like, to be the first white girl rapper out there, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> so Watch just, out. Uh, like her lips, her Blondie. cheekbones, that hair, just mm. her. She's such a rock star. Yeah. Um, her outfits, her stage presence, the work that she did. So I would say those are my two. I'm with you on the Blondie for sure. Yeah. If I was going to pick a woman, a woman, I would say Chrissy Hine just because she's just oh which is funny because i think people think i would say stevie nicks but stevie came with a lot of issues and i feel like chrissy (laughs) (laughs) for sure i I love stevie nicks i love fleetwood mac i mean there's no denying that but um i just chrissy hind is just so in your face and like when she's badass badass and when she sings precious i'm like fucking just give it to me um and you know she almost married Sid Vicious and then she ended up marrying um the guy from the Simple Minds and I I just think she's just had such a cool life it's true yeah she was like a punk rocker Mm -hmm. badass and just took that and ran with it and great music too yeah yes Kathleen Hanna probably another one when she was in Bikini Uh, I would love to be her (laughs) amazing yeah no for sure yeah that's a good one too this could be a whole episode of like uh, just fantasy, fantasy muses and like different categories of how we would want to be them, you know? Yes. Uh, it's the only place we can go like- right now. Like, where are you going today? It's just my imagination. Yeah. Fantasy land. So we wanted to do a little bit of relationship stuff. Are you girls comfortable talking about your current dating relationship situation? Yeah. Yep. Well, can you share if you're single, taken, living with somebody, whatever. <laughs> <for stuff. laughs> yeah. Current Mine Facebook be, status. Mine might be uh, a little bit more straightforward. I am in a long-term relationship and we live together and we even discuss marriage. Yay! On the horizon. With, with the floof? <laughs> oh, my floofy guy. <laughs> oh, I can't see him. I'd have to, t- I have to turn my camera down. 
<laughs> I remember that right from here. the episode. <laughs> my chat. We're talking about my cat, right? I never yeah, heard anybody we, were about, we were talking about your boyfriend <laughs> rushing your cat. Rushing. Oh my God. He's still, While yeah, you same were in guy. Vegas. Same guy. Same guy. I get pictures of that. I'm thinking, like, what is she talking about? She's brushing her floof. I'm like, okay. There's. I was on a Zoom call today with my fa- with my friend Rishant. He's from Nepal. He's living in the UK right now, and he's never met my partner TJ before. So I was like, let me go downstairs and I'll let you see him because we were on FaceTime. And I walked downstairs, and TJ's downstairs with a duster in his hand, just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sorts here. But yeah, oh, uh, I love keep my house. Keep in my house for me. Uh, he's so great for so many it. reasons. Um, I am dating someone. I would call it like I'm having fun. Just oh, like, good for you. Are you great, just keeping yeah. it casual? I'm keeping oh. it casual. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, so then Shanti, how do you keep it spicy when you can get into the state of being in your pajamas around your man every day? That's well, my situation. <laughs> um, okay. So Lynx and I both, one of our really good friends, actually, you know her, Brie, Ellen is yeah. a Pilates teacher. Yeah. So Lynx and I have been really working on Wednesdays called it's called butt stuff Pilates class <laughs> links and butt I stuff been... on our show is different yeah <laughs> <laughs> so links and I have been working on building our booties so I just put on a pair of tight pants or tight leggings and a little actually kind of what I'm wearing now a little crop top and walk around but definitely making time for intentional intimacy so of course there's the like you know rollover on Saturday morning and we're already there we're already warm but Mm -hmm. then other times of setting the mood setting the scene creating a vibe Mm -hmm. and then dedicating a couple of hours to what I've been calling intentional intimacy yes hello let's everybody step that up in 2021 okay (laughs) I'm, I'm hearing that for sure so what is a setting the vibe song before I get to the music, I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. sir, I'm just gonna like go back a few steps because the music came after a few steps of mm-hmm. our intentional intimacy yesterday. Have you ever heard of the film director Erica Lust? Yes, she does the more for couples. It's porn, but it's comfortable. I don't know what would exactly you call it? relatable. It's, porn? It's, it's relatable. It tells a story. It's real people, real bodies. And so I saw yesterday that she now has this kind of like these episodes and they're, and it's like a season one and it's about this married couple, but it's called primary. So the married couple has a relationship with each other and a few others. And there's five episodes and they're 32 minutes long. And so yesterday we watched the first episode and it was just like watching a TV show, but it was like real sex. So that was, really nice just having like showered and had a nice bath and put on a nice robe I'm not huge into lingerie right now maybe later but just a nice robe and then after we were done that then it's well what do you want to listen to and he's always like you pick whatever you pick is always pretty good and I found that I tend I've been tending to play music that's made by women Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't have, so I'm not putting on like pony or anything. Like I don't need music that's like, <laughs> like, like, this is sex music. Like I just 
put on a pretty like relaxed album that I really like that I sometimes I kind of know or sometimes that I don't that's more just like gentle and calm and more like I'm not really because I'm pretty sensitive so if music is overpowering or if it's too lyrical or if it like Mm -hmm. just something that can be in the background that feels calming and relaxing Mm -hmm. and so I put on Snowblink yesterday Mm, an album called Snowblink okay they're a Canadian band they might even be from Newfoundland or something I think I I discovered them when I was at a music festival in Newfoundland. Beautiful. Okay. I've noticed that like Portishead to me is so much sexier than mm-hmm. like Pony by Genuine. Like yeah. a little or a little bit of Lana That's Del tequila Ray. sex. You're just like <laughs> 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 I totally agree. I was thinking Portishead and like Massive Attack. Oh, oh yes. teardrops. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. I've I've been really into FKA Twigs. Mary Magdalene. That was the is next one I was gonna one say. Of the I sexiest swear to God. Songs ever, right? Ugh. All of her songs are yes. just the sexiest. Okay, songs I'm ever. I'm making a note right now. <laughs> yes, FKA Twigs. Okay, so my note is bring back some Erica Lust videos into the bedroom. <laughs> They're free. They're oh. like I was ready. I had my credit card out to be like I'm ready to pay these creators. I thought hers was paid. It's free. That's okay. what I thought too. That's why I had. I was fully like gonna commit to like, yeah, I'll, I'll get this box set or whatever. And then I clicked on it and it was just like 32 minutes. And well, at least one of the videos was free and I didn't have to sign up for the newsletter. You can sign up for her newsletter and get mm-hmm. one free video. But I was mm-hmm. just, I'll send you the link. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so links, you're dating and having fun. How has 2020 pivoted your dating life? Because um, I've had to learn new ways to connect as well. Long oh, distance. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's funny because I started this year getting out of a relationship that I shouldn't have been in in the first place. and The one you were talking to me about? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fuck that guy, dump him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, I was like so excited to just be free and date and a couple of my friends are also single. So we were like, let's just go to different bars and like meet new people. And then of course, no one's going to new bars or meeting new people now. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah, it's been interesting. I don't feel comfortable meeting strangers right now either. There's a couple people I trust and luckily I kind of started dating someone that I know and trust and Aww. yeah, I don't get to see them as often as I would like, but uh we work around when we can and doing it as safe as possible and yeah, when we're not together, there's definitely uh definitely been learning how to, you know, take some nice photos of myself and uh, okay. lots of Zoom calls. And... Yeah, I think one of the things I've learned through all this is how to be intimate without actually sharing physical intimacy. And that is something that like, I'm a like, all right, we're fucking first and then we'll think about everything else later type of girl. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a whole new world. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I think I'm the same. And yeah, it is... It is nice to have a shift and also just getting out of such a shitty relationship I had before. Everything now is just so nice and easy and like working. It's just been good. Yeah. Yay. 
it's also like what Shanti was talking about, like being intentional about it. Like you're actually setting aside, if you're Zooming and doing things, you're like, well, we can't just keep it so casual. We really have to be intentional about things. And that's building something too. But yeah, you don't think about that. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these girls out there trying to hoe it up, got to be uh, <laughs> reeling it back with some uh, more connecting activities. That could have helped me a lot in my 20s too. And just be like, you know what, girl, you need to slow down. You need to just <laughs> no. get back to some conversation. <laughs> we had those. I, I love like my slut phases. Any slut phase I've ever been in has been for me to learn something, whether it's like what I like sexually, what I don't like, why this man is scummy, like those type of things. Like I feel like your slut phase is where you learn so much about yourself and who you are as a partner. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm reading The Ethical Slut right now. Have you guys <gasps> read that book before? I haven't, oh. but it is on my list. I actually it's... own it. I just have not read it. And then Who's I and... It? who does it? Who's who writes oh, it? It's it's downstairs. It's two people. It's co written mm-hmm. um, by two people. But if you if you look up the title, it's it's the the only the one and only one and ethical only. slut book. Um I'm really enjoying it and I'm I'm almost finished it. God. There's a book that I'm reading called Witches, Sluts and wait, I can't think of the other it's it's three things. It's like witches, sluts, and something else. And I was like, this is my perfect book for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pick this one up for Happy sure. Witches and sluts. <laughs> witches and sluts. All right. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready for some rapid fire? Oh, yeah. Brie, I can't believe it's been almost a year being spoiled by Like a Kitten. Really? Not only have they spoiled us, but all of our listeners. And there's a hookup for 20% off anything on their site. And every month they have given you something to inspire your sexual health. Whether it's a seasonal subscription box filled with sensual products or one of their incredible vibrators from their latest line. Just wait until you hear what we are hooking you up with this month. Well, I don't know about you, but my goodie drawer next to my bed is now filled with so much fun to keep things interesting in my marriage. A lot of these sensual products are like, what did you say about that self-curling iron I gave you for Christmas? Oh, (laughs) it's the thing I never knew I needed. (laughs) Yes, yes. And all these new play toys and sexy accessories like continue to give us something new to look forward to and have really taken our sex life to another level. So personally, I must say thank you to Like a Kitten. Their seasonal subscription boxes will change your sex life for the better. Hello, 2021. And if you are single, your self-care and self-love will be an absolute priority because there are so many new ways to pamper yourself and your libido and like i said before you may be in a slow sex season so keeping your sexual health alive can be daunting so when that new box arrives each quarter i am revved up again with new things to play with throughout the season it keeps me feeling sexual yeah so basically each quarter you'll receive a seasonally themed box that includes a variety of sexually empowering toys and gifts and this month we are giving away two of their latest vibrators and the best part You get to pick. You can choose from the hidden treasure. It's perfect for solo or partner play. With a curvy silhouette, 10 modes of vibration, you will experience waves of pleasure. Or my personal favorite, the fly me to the moon. Let's just say with 10 vibration modes, it's eager to give you an out of this world experience. Keep an eye on our Instagram for some of our sizzle videos featuring these vibes. Yeah, so if you want to win either of these, you have like two options to enter. One, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Or two, join our Patreon for just five dollars a month where you will also get all of our specialty podcasts winner announced the last wednesday of every month but you can get 20 percent off the fly me to the moon or the hidden treasure vibrators right now at like a kitten.com with code keepers 20s 
money. And that's good for anything on their site, including their seasonal subscription boxes. And yes, a vibe in each one, of course. Thank you to all of our keepers and to Like a Kitten. Let's take our self-love to the next level together. And spice up our relationships in 2021. Head to likeakitten.com. Now, back to the show. Feel free to embellish if you must, always. But we're going to take it around from all of us. We want our music nice. to go first, and then Brie yes. and I will chime in if it speaks to us as, as well. And then we have a fun little music trivia at the end for you guys. Love it. Brie, do you want to kick off the first one? Most likely of your co-host. Who is most likely to cuss somebody out in French? Shanti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, at first I thought it was just going to be like to cuss somebody out. And I was like, I think it would still be me, but I am a French speaker. <laughs> So I guess I have to take that one. That'll probably be Brie in Spanish, huh? Oh yeah. Chica tu madre. All right. Who is most likely to stalk somebody on social media? I Shanti. do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I, I do do it. Oh no, I so, do too. Brie. I, I I totally I will take that one. I'm like I'm like, what's her name? You only have the first name. Hold on, I'll find her. Boom, this is her. I mean, we <laughs> all have. But I'm guilty I, too. Bree's Bri, like getting to the bottom of catfishes. She's like our Nev, <laughs> Nev Campbell over there. There's Neve and then there she's Nev. <laughs> I was like, why, am I, why am I Nev Campbell? I was in Same name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's most likely to take back their ex? <laughs> she's like, MJ. Ladies, you have to say your name. You can't just lift your hand. <laughs> I felt that because I wanted to slowly lift my hand too. Like, <laughs> Um, I mean, I've been pretty guilty of that the past year, so, yeah. um, but never again. I'm done with that. You yeah. said it, you Same. said it, you wrote it in class and threw it out into the universe. Uh, I did, and then I took him back, and then I dumped him again. So. Oh, and then you married your ex, so, I mean. Married him. We had a moment. Ooh. I was like, I'm going to LA, kiss by us, and then I came back. <laughs> I couldn't live without him. Aww. Um, story right. for another time. Yes. Oh, here's a funny one who's most likely of the two of you to steal the batteries from the remote to put it in their vibrator me i I've guess. done it yeah <laughs> we've both all of all of the vibrators that i have now are all usb plug-in thank smart. goodness smart um yeah so i know it, it like it, it doesn't bother him but i've learned to not plug it in on tj's side of the bed because then i like i unplug his phone and stuff yeah, he's, like, he's set me up with a nice port beside my bed where I can plug in multiple things so I don't have to be stealing his port or any batteries or anything. So Fantastic. everything for me is USB based, but I, of course, I've, I've taken batteries from anywhere. That's a good boyfriend. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to hook up with some like a kitten. Yes. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I've ever stolen the batteries from my remote because that's actually like, okay, everybody should be using wall rechargeable vibrators anyway. They're more eco-friendly, whatever. I'm not even going to into that we have like a kitten for that but if you're using a battery operated vibrator and you use old batteries in it it actually can run down the motor of your vibrator so don't do it that doesn't surprise me and then actually one of the i got a brand new 
toy that doesn't have to get charged at all. And oh. it's the wand. Have you guys oh. seen that? Oh. It's the stainless steel wand. <gasps> and it is almost two pounds. And it has like a larger ball on one end mm-hmm. and a smaller ball on one end. And it's supposed to oh, hit and, that spot. And because, oh, okay. and because it's stainless steel, you can use it for hot and cold play. Yep. While not, listening to Not cold the play. band Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> And this is why we're co-hostesses, right? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Who is the messiest? Um, probably me. Me. <laughs> me for- yeah. I used to be really untidy. And then again, I think living with my partner has helped me in that sense because well, he was dusting that one day <laughs> yep. never see my man dust <laughs> yep. he's very organized and he's very much like everything has a place this is yep. how you set it up and then he like helped me to do those things so but I also think like at this point in my life I'm feeling like mentally pretty clear too which helps to keep most of my spaces pretty clear mm-hmm. so links I don't think I don't think that you're messy no I don't think I've been in your place. You're not messy. But I'm not super neat either. And especially this year because no one's been visiting me. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Just turn your camera on a 360. Let's see what's going on. (laughs) Another time. (laughs) All right. So who is most likely to be late? Neither of either, us. Neither. Yeah. We're both like super <laughs> on time with that kind of stuff. Wow. <laughs> nice. Bree and I struggle with being late. So that's been our motivating each other. Yes. So um, I which- think it's the opposite with like, I have anxiety of being late. Like I never want to be late. I'm always early usually. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like we did an Instagram live and links was gonna start it from muse's account and mm-hmm. i knew she'd start it right at the right time because she's never given me any indication that she wouldn't or that she's notoriously five minutes late or 20 minutes late yeah. links is always on time and i'm the same way and i always have been if we're not on time it was when we were recording in person and there was like huge subway delays and that wasn't in her control yeah and if i'm late there's like an issue like some i got a reason yeah yeah it's been a it's been a work in progress with Brianna. We both have a parent that is very late all the time and Mm. could care less. So I think that's where it comes from. (laughs) Mother. But it it does, mother, yeah. But it does give me me anxiety though. Like being late gives me anxiety. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm running so late. And it's like, it's a problem. It's it's like a mental thing to where like some people are like, what's the big deal? It's you're you're late. Like, don't be late. You know, like people can, but when you have that issue, it is a fucking deal. You know, it's just like one of those things you're like, it's so easy for me. And why is this asshole late all the time? Do you know what so. I found really interesting about <laughs> when I was a teacher is that I would usually have two students that would be late every day, but they would be late at the same time every day. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. That's me and you. Always five minutes late. One student was always 20 minutes late. It's the parents too, you know? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh, they're seven years old. It's their parents. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny is I have a timer for my daughter to get on that camera and she's always first, like when she's doing her Zoom kindergarten, like it's mm-hmm. like a timer goes off like two minutes before and she's like in there. And her, her teacher's like, she's like, oh, it's always so good to see you guys first. I'm like, yes. 
Yeah, yeah. starting her young. She'll be on time forever now. Yeah. <laughs> well, Vivian's okay. a Capricorn, so she's going to be very meticulous and on time about everything anyway. Oh God. She's six and she's my boss. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's most likely to make the first move? I think we're both really good with that. I don't think anything usually stops us, especially like going back to like our old groupie days. It's like we yeah. made things happen, you know, because That's we true. didn't just stand back and hope that it did. Same. Yeah. No. Agreed. What yeah. about you, Brie? It depends on the guy. Yeah, because I'm always, I always seem like, hey, you, get over here. <laughs> depends on the guy. Like back in my groupie days, it was always like, hey, you get over here. But like current situation, um, let him lead because he's a little more innocent than I am. <laughs> Cute. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. good. Who is most likely to cry in a movie? Shanti. Yeah. How did you hey. know that? Like, I've cried. I've, we've watched things and I've cried. That's why, right? Yeah. I cried I mean, when we watched sometimes Elvis. Sometimes the searcher yeah um, yeah, yeah you, t- you too mj totally yeah it's embarrassing chris is like are you crying i'm like no <laughs> like dumb things will make me cry it's really embarrassing no but i, I don't not really great. cry in movies no not really no if i'm like seriously pmsing yeah <laughs> things to, might get me yeah. going it but... has to be like that but no otherwise i'm like yeah, it's just a movie or like it's a really tragic animal death <laughs> yeah it's like if a person dies in a movie i'm like hey well whatever <laughs> I was watching um, and The Lion King came on, but newer oh, versions, yeah, yeah. so not the animated one from back in the day. And I was like, all right, I'll keep this on. And like the part where Mufasa dies, I'm like, he gets me every time. <laughs> Dude, I think it was the, the Land Before Time I was watching on Amazon with the kids and I'm like... <laughs> That like the mom dies at the beginning. I'm just like my head's turned all the way to the side. Chris is like, you're crying, you're crying right now. It's just like, oh, <laughs> embarrassing. The shame, the shame, cry. Okay, who's most likely to get caught masturbating? I don't know. Um, I guess Shanti because she lives with someone who would catch her. So I, yeah. I would say the same about MJ. Yeah. Nobody, nobody has actually <laughs> caught me. Um, although my when I had my very very first boyfriend back when I still lived at home, uh, my brother walked in on me having sex oh. with my boyfriend. <gasps> oh, no! <laughs> yeah. And it was like, we didn't have any covers on. Like, it wasn't <laughs> like a, we were under the covers kind no. of thing. He like walks in and was like, where are the car keys? Oh. <laughs> and we've no. never talked about it we've never <laughs> talked about it probably for the best probably for the best but i gotta say like when is sex ever with the covers on i don't think i've ever had sex actually under the covers like there's just i too wouldn't much- die under there it's too like, hot oh my god right there's too many moving well, there was parts. a couple in the bed next to us and they were falling asleep way too early in the hotel room we were like we're just gonna do our thing <laughs> <laughs> naughty interesting yes. i don't know that story well we were just reminiscing about it because we just came back from brian head utah and we we're like remember we got that hotel room with our friends we went snowboarding with and there was a blizzard and we all got stuck in the hotel room and they were just like fighting and going to bed early and we're like hmm. is it the friends that i know all the quiet sex <laughs> is it the friends that i know of you guys uh no i don't think you know them they're just okay uh, Thank you for reminding me of that. That was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Um, Who is most likely to outdrink a college boy? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. I've done it many times. (laughs) I would say MJ. Probably. I'll go hard. 
<laughs> when the tequila shots start going. We had a karaoke party here for Bree's birthday in October, and we sang karaoke to like three thirty in the morning. And I remember like Bree doing the thong song and like all kinds of shit. My neighbor was like, "Can you guys shut up?" We're like, "Come on over." He's like, "It's three thirty. We're like, "Oh." Yeah, <laughs> it was like one a.m. Yeah, and so yeah. I had stopped drinking at like ten thirty because I looked around and saw people drunk and i was like oh no i gotta i gotta party mom this shit right now <laughs> party I mom is to, beyond <laughs> i used to have a higher tolerance when i was younger and i was in college i could keep up with uh guys in college as i've gotten older my tolerance isn't as good my hangovers yeah. are worse the oh, last God. night that Lynx and i were in la together we went out and i don't I, I don't remember past a certain point. <laughs> Links has filled me in. Same. What were you drinking? I don't know. <laughs> All of it. Vodka soda, probably. Well, you uh, know what, though? You guys both handled yourselves very well in Vegas. When we were out that first night, we both, everybody paced themselves very well. Like, I don't remember being drunk that night. I think I had one drink because I was driving everybody. Right. And I was just like, let's just go dance. And. <laughs> Yeah, Aww. I um I used to drink a lot like in my teenage years, and then I stopped in my early twenties, and I stopped drinking for like three years. Good for um, you. I only meant to do it for like a month, but like I just felt gross and didn't need mm -hmm. to. And ever since then, though, like pacing and all of that, like I have a control over it now. Before yeah. I felt like I didn't really at a certain point, but yeah, yeah. now I know my limit and like. I know my nice zone and I'm able to stay there yeah. like, always. Good for so. you because yeah. that's that's a struggle for a lot of people. So maybe mm -hmm. some, somebody just needs a reset. Sometimes when you feel yeah. like you have to completely take it out of your life, it can be very intimidating. Sometimes you might just need a reset and just to kind of pump the brakes for a while. Yeah, just do dry January. Shanti told me, she was like, oh, you're doing dry January. She's like, drink seltzer water. It helps. So I've been doing a uh, lemon salt, lemon liquor with um, fresh blueberries in it. Oh. Yeah. 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 Just to I'm, sip I'm on, having... just to feel fabulous yes i have some friends that also put bitters into their soda mm. just to like give them an extra kind of taste that is normally they associate with alcohol and that oh, helps yeah. them all right uh who is more dramatic shanti i am <laughs> free yeah <clears throat> links, links talks me down off ledges I, <laughs> I think we both have our moments though i think you and i both have our like like the one time you called me and you were like i need you to fix this on this email really quick okay free's good at like when i'm just like i get so overwhelmed like i have a million things going on and i'm trying to line everything up and mm -hmm. i'm like i can't even that's I, it think where to go next Bree's like yeah. lay it on me and i'm like eh, and this and this and this she's like okay stop right there this and i'm like yeah okay like you just need her to <laughs> i think i'm slightly more practical and shanti is slightly more emotional at times yeah. Yes. So yes. kind of, Very again, much. it's a balance there where we even each other out for sure. But, yeah. but when it yep. comes to like being dramatic about like shit in life, oh yeah, that's totally me. Oh, uh, Bree's like, oh my God. I get, she's like, she'll tell me this random story about lunch and it's hilarious. And I, that's why I tell her, I'm like, you'd be so good at stand up because the way you tell stories are so animated. It could be about, and I'm like, wait, what was this about? And I'm like, how was, that was just such a fun ride. Very true. <laughs> On your true. story. <laughs> You should yeah. try stand up sometime. Oh God, but I'm just not a narcissist, so <laughs> <laughs> you got Fair. it. You need to do it. Who is more likely to laugh at a very serious situation? Probably mm -hmm. me. I would say. 
because I'm like I feel like I'm awkward all the time so like in my head I'm always thinking like everyone thinks I'm weird and it takes me a while to like adjust to social situations a lot of the time too and Shanti's like so good at that like there's a big group of people and she'll immediately walk in and like own that group she's amazing but uh (laughs) Yeah, not me. I'm I'm like just usually in my head like I'm like this, you know, like <laughs> I would have never expected that from you cuz I feel like the first time we met I just ran up and hugged you and I was like you're my friend now, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that and that's different like if I'm with people that like I know like we have an instant connection. Yeah. So like this wasn't a stress at all, right? Yeah. But if it were other people, like, yeah, I would have been stressing today to do this even, Aww. but no, I've been looking forward to this. So Aww. Okay, so I would say I'm more likely to laugh in a serious situation oh, yeah. because oh, when yeah. bad things happen to me, my immediate reaction is to laugh at them. And then that's common. And then process the trauma later. I'm like, oh, yeah. let me laugh at this now and then deal with it later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in like full on, like, let's fix this mode. What's the problem? Yeah. Stop laughing, Brie. <laughs> I was held at gunpoint once and just kind of stood there stunned and then I laughed and then I cried like that is how my brain processed that yeah that is crazy that what an experience oh my goodness we've talked about this in an episode too we did talk about this we talked about it on it's about damn crime not in our episode in their episode oh that's right yeah that's right in our crossover episode with them that's right yeah I remember we mentioned it sometimes I was like what the fuck Good Lord. Okay. Uh, last one. And then we have our fun game at the end. All right. Okay. Who's, who's most likely to fall in love first? Shanti. No. Me. I would yeah. say you. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you love so wholeheartedly and so much different than I do. Oh. You, you love first and trust first and then come back later where at first, where I'm at first, like, Mm, I don't like that person. (laughs) (laughs) She might be right. See, these are things that we think about ourselves and our co-hosts are like, no, girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see you. (laughs) Well, Lynx Lynx has one of her writing published in How to Write a Rockin' Memoir by Pamela DeBar. And Lynx is all about loving herself and being Mm -hmm. in love with herself. Right, Lynx? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But... I, yeah, I, I can now evaluate the kind of love I've been in with different kinds of people and like this one being like, oh, that was true and that was true. Oh, that one I maybe not, but I thought I was, mm-hmm. but I've definitely been in five relationships where we exchanged I love yous. Yes, I've been in a lot of those too, so I guess you're right. And I've only really verbalized I love you to two people. people I've dated I've only one person so really I definitely wasn't like in love with the others like I had fun I learned stuff like I'm Mm -hmm. glad it happened but Mm -hmm. it wasn't like that intense to me even if it was intense I have a hard time saying I love you and that's just like with my friends and everybody I have a hard time saying I love you so um I would say that even though like the British prick. I was head over heels in love with him. Never told him I loved him, which interesting probably is for the best. Yeah, 
He didn't need to hear that. He deserved <laughs> he to hear that. That's good. Yeah. Another episode. Um, that was so much fun. What a great idea. Yeah, that was I, great. All right. So you guys ready to uh, ready to get into our final segment with Muse's podcast? And before we go forward anymore, can you please tell everybody your website really quickly so they can just run or dig through your Instagrams really quick and we'll, we'll share it again at the end. Yeppers. Our website is www.musespod.com. On Instagram and Facebook, we're at Muses Podcast, and we have a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Muses Podcast. Love it. What we want to do is we have um, a Muses Fun Facts edition. So we have three artists from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Basically, we're going to give you three artists from the 70s, and each of you has to share a, a fun Muse fact about each of them. Now, we picked very prominent, you know, people that a lot of people know. So right on. Jimmy Page. So one of your favorite fun facts about any artist, whatever way you want to share about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the fun fact that Jimmy Page used Pantene Pro-V shampoo. <laughs> and I know that because Pamela told us, and I think she wrote about it, yes. so that every time after she'd smell Pantene Pro-V, she'd think about those long luscious curls of his that's hilarious (laughs) that's money that's what we're talking about all right he's currently dating a young gorgeous lady named scarlet sabat i think her name is Mm -hmm. and she's a poet i think she's about 30 go ahead and you can find photos and things up like of them at their house and it looks very majestic exactly like you'd think jimmy page lives in so yeah check out her yeah i have to say the way Pamela writes about the first time she met Jimmy is one of the just most like heart blushing type things. Um, you'd have to read it in her book. I'm with the band, everybody. I'm not okay. going to repeat it. Those are her words. Okay. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. This is the Jimmy edition, guys. We've just learned so much about Jimi Hendrix Ooh, lately. That's right. Oh, I know who your third is going to be then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just we just learned a lot about Jimmy. Links, you go first with the Jimmy. Okay, well, we just did an episode on Linda Keith. Um, we also talked about Kathy Etchingham. There's a movie out on Hendrix in this period of his life. And these women were so influential to him. Interesting fact, though, about the film they have him be like violent with them and he never was and we talked about how bizarre it is to like want to put something negative on someone like that in a biopic interesting Very strange yeah. what episode was that uh it was just a couple ones ago was linda keith and all is by my side probably yeah, yeah. Okay. okay yeah we talked to rosalie brooks who she says is that she is the one that brought Jimi hendrix into the recording studio for the first time mm. and and they did a song together called My Diary, and it was her that brought him into to the music studio. And she said that lots of people thought that he was shy, but he was quite outgoing, especially when he knew what he wanted and what he was after. Very intelligent guy. Again, that movie that was made of him, The Misconception, was they were saying like he didn't quite realize what was going on or the nuance of the differences between American and you know UK music industry, but he was very intelligent and with kind of guy Um, one more fact in our first episode with lipstick and vinyl we're covering ushi and she actually had a fling with him and she called him her like 
favorite lover of all of them. Okay. Um, and then also he had a fling with Elvira. Yeah. Nice. I <laughs> forgot about that. He had a fling with Elvira. Um, she one. wasn't Elvira yet. And she also dated Elvis. Cassandra yep. Peterson. Yes, she yeah. did. What a Interesting. Badass. I did not yeah. know that. Elvis is the reason why she became Elvira. She was a showgirl in Vegas, and he's told her, if you stay in Vegas, you'll never make it. You need to go to L.A. Interesting. Yes. Elvis yes. is always close to Shanti. <laughs> by her side. Elvis is always by my side. All right, next Elvis gym. is on my wall, and my husband has the best Elvis sideburns of all time. <laughs> Damn. Can I guess so. what gym it's going to be? Go Morrison? for it. Yes. yes. We interviewed Dee Dee Keel. She is one of the sweetest people out there. And she said that she lived on the same like beach as Jim Morrison did. And she would see him in the early mornings walking along the beach shirtless wearing leather pants. Just like in the movies. (laughs) Just how you would imagine him. (laughs) Back in his prime too, like what a stunning man. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Even just Val Kilmer is uh, Jim Morrison. You're like, it all works. I visited Jim Morrison's grave when I was in Paris and there were two hippie looking girls and they're probably mid twenties, totally decked out and Mm. seventies aesthetic and smoking a joint and then like left a joint for him on his grave. And they're like, yeah, this is what I would expect at this, at his grave in Paris, I guess. Classic. I respect yeah. that. I think I told you my um my old roommate was the bodyguard for he's since passed, but he was in his uh he was in his sixties when we were roommates. He was the bodyguard for the Rolling Stones and Jim Morrison, personal bodyguard. Yeah, so, yeah, you told me that. I don't know. I felt like I knew Jim Morrison because of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your proximity to that greatness, you're like, that's that works for me. It's a close degree <laughs> of separation. Yes, it is. All right. Now it's time for some eighties. Tommy Lee. I've been thinking about doing a Pamela Anderson episode this year. You should. Yeah, they have quite an interesting story. I think one of my favorite facts about Tommy Lee is the fact that his sister, Athena, is also a musician and a badass and a rock wife and plays the drums. Um, She was on that show show with uh, Bobby Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown and- uh, XYs of Rock. Yeah. And she's gorgeous. And I find her much more interesting than Tommy Lee at this point. I agree. (laughs) She's an ex-rock wife of who? Who did she marry? James Kotak. Yes. I can't remember what band he's in, like an 80s metal Mm -hmm. hair type of band. A friend of mine is or was reading Tommy Lee's book for a podcast, and he told told me that what he learned about Tommy Lee is that he is the dumbest man in the world and his book is revolting. <laughs> um, furthermore, <laughs> he is an absolute go- goblin with a dog's brain. <laughs> I am so happy that your friends had that. I hated Tommy Land. The only <sighs> thing I got out of reading Tommy Land is he said um, when his parents met, his mom couldn't speak a word of English and his dad couldn't speak Greek. So they would draw pictures back and forth to each other. And he said he thinks that's why he got into tattoos so young because that's how his parents communicated. Oh, that's, that's fascinating. Next 80s, oh. Brett Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got one. 
we just did an interview with a guy named Joel Miller. He was a roadie back in the day. He toured with some amazing people, including Poison. And he talks about how Brett Michaels was like really a huge sweetheart, really professional, one of the most easy professional kind of tours that he ever did. Yeah. He saw he saw himself and his tour as a business mm-hmm. that's awesome well i mean clearly he sees himself as a business because rock of love was not for him finding love that was for him to promote and himself. that's the point that i was gonna bring up is yeah. that i think we watched the first five episodes to talk about it on a patreon and then we didn't continue to watch any more of it because it was just uh, i know it was very 2000s. i wanted to like it but it was oh, two thousands in the worst way in its moment it was so great we had jamie so ross great. jamie ross from rock of love she was on one of the seasons and we talked all about it and it was just hilarious we talked about the horrible eyebrows that happened during yeah. the, <laughs> that whole time but yeah i used to watch that when uh, but it was like late oh. 2000s so to watch it now and try to like get into it is probably really yeah. hard it's so it's such good trashy <laughs> reality tv i love it um yeah. I, I met i met lacy from season one at a horror movie convention and i was like oh my gosh i loved you in season one and she's like i was the villain though and i was like that's why i fucking love and she's so sweet in person and we talk on instagram back and forth to each other we've been trying i keep trying to get her on our podcast but because she has a podcast called talk of love where she goes back and um talks to old rock of love people so i'm gonna check that out number three for the 80s axel rose (laughs) well joel also toured with guns and roses so he'll be talking about that on our podcast we did an episode on some women that axel once dated that was a good Um, episode yeah that was a really Um, good episode thanks well it's because links presented it because as i said (laughs) no she's the the research extraordinaire Right. I'm just going to say right now that I don't have one. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I have one. I have more well, curiosity. Like, is he a natural redhead? <laughs> he, yes, I think he is actually. He fucked Steven Adler's girlfriend and <gasps> she became the rocket queen. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, we yes. talk about the Rocket Queen. Yes, you do. So Steven Adler was dating this girl, Adriana Smith, and she said something to him one night. She was like, you know, you're my boyfriend. He goes, you're not my girlfriend. Steven Adler says this to her. She goes, oh, I'm not? Okay. So she goes to the recording studio where Axel and Slash were, and Axel says, hey, this song is great, but I know it can make it better. Can you help me? And she said, sure. So they mic'd up the floor, and Axel fucked Steven Adler's girlfriend, and she was the moaning and groaning in Rocket Queen. <laughs> What a legend. <laughs> yes. Yes. And what know, a way to make your mark. And you know oh. what history. You know what's really sad about that is she talks about it and she was like, Yeah, I did this for them. And then they went on a world tour, never heard from them, them again. That's a familiar story, unfortunately. Yep. Especially with those hey 80s hair metal ones. It's like, I I supported you and then the worst. Bye. <laughs> well, yeah, Steven Adler's the worst, worst, anyways. He was at a um God, some stupid party I was at mm-hmm. and uh, i was like oh i was like steven adler's hitting on me and trying to steal my vodka drink he kept trying to take my drink and i just saw him get <laughs> off of celebrity rehab and my buddy's like dude that's my uncle no he wasn't and then i realized my friend i'm not going to name his name but his last name is adler and i was like oh okay well your uncle's <laughs> into yeah. the 90s into the 90s we go are you ready mm-hmm. yes scott wyland are we gonna mention the roadie again because <laughs> you yeah, know I- so toured for them. You guys did a great episode.
episode on Scott and Mary together. I thought that was a beautiful episode that the both of you did. Thank you. Yeah, they were incredible. Yes. I love him so much. Me too. He's one of my favorite 90s frontmen. He really had like personality, the voice, the look. He was just perfection. And he's again, someone who anytime you talk to someone who knew him says like he was really great and loving. And I love all the songs that he wrote for Mary too. Like he really communicated that through his music and such yeah. a tragedy that he's gone. I know. thing that I learned was a lot of musicians, if they were like playing on the same circuit or festival, would go stand on the side of the stage and like watch him, mm-hmm. watch him do it, like watch him do his thing. And because they really, he was, he was admired by many musicians. Yeah, he was. I, and a uh, feminist. Yeah, a total feminist. Yeah. Yeah. I love in Mary Forsberg Weiland's book when she writes about how when he released Sour Girl, she was so bitter because that song wasn't actually about her. It was about his ex-wife, Jania. And then she was really pissed because Sarah Michelle Gellar was in the video. <laughs> I was say, it was about Sarah Michelle Gellar. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she goes, and then I went to the video shoot and Freddie Prince Jr. was sitting there and we both just sat back and laughed and enjoyed because he was nervous that she was in this music video with Scott Weiland. And she was nervous that like Sarah Michelle Gellar was in the music video. Oh my God, that's such a great uh, piece of information that I didn't know. I love that. Yeah, It was good. And you're like, is that Sarah Michelle Gellar? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Prime Buffy time. Yeah, totally. Billy Corgan. That's interesting because I think I'm going to be talking about him in an episode that we're going to be doing in the future. I like the Smashing Pumpkins. I, I like their early stuff. I'm not a big fan of Billy Corgan himself. Did we mention him in the Courtney Love episode? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, I actually saw Smashing Pumpkins live a couple of years ago, and he did a cover of Malibu. Oh. And he made a point to say beforehand, he's like, this is a song that I'm pretty sure I wrote someone oh. trying to take the credit like yeah. he like totally jabbed at her like and it's so unnecessary like oh. you're in toronto you're playing a show just play the song like it's so gross to me and then of course it also reminds me of like what he does to Darcy when like not bringing her back into the band yeah. and kind of belittling her part in their history as well. Actually, when I saw them in 2007, it was one of the worst shows I'd ever seen live. I And I had such high hopes for Smashing Pumpkins, but they didn't do any of the songs I wanted to hear. They just did that album. They they did that album from beginning to end that they had just released. and they The played new for- album. Yeah, I remember hearing of that. People get so pissed when people do that. And I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Okay, but fun fact about Billy Corgan, he wrote the Dunna Dunna. Dunna, dunna, oh, make me over in Celebrity Skin. And Courtney Love did not want to use that in the song. Mm. And he said, using this is going to skyrocket you. And she's like, so I did it. She goes, I still hate that. She has said it in an interview. I still hate that part of the song. And I love the rest of it because I wrote the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. My favorite, my favorite Courtney Love song of all time, well, whole song is Violet. And that's about Billy Corgan. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So, but I think he's just butthurt because, you know, Kurt got all the glory and he probably feels like he kind of launched launched Courtney Love. Probably feels like you're successful because of me, not Kurt Cobain. For and, sure. And he's ugly. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, <laughs> he's not cute. One other thing, they did a live performance once in like the early 90s and you can find it on YouTube. I wish I could remember. It's probably Violet where before she sings the song, she says like, I wrote this about ex-boyfriend. Like I hexed him and now he's going bald. <laughs> 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 That's right. Man, she's the best and the worst. I love it. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you know what? I give it up to Courtney Love because a lot of people think she's crazy, but she was talking about Harvey Weinstein before anybody was talking about Harvey Weinstein. Absolutely. Well, because that's what people do to women who yeah. don't fit a certain mold yeah. is that she's crazy. Yeah. Yep. She's amazing. I, I love her. I love her too. I do too. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I think everybody here stands Courtney Love. Yeah. I mean, she's crazy, but you know, we love her. I Courtney, love her come energy. on our podcast, please. Yeah, no, um, we all, we're all going to do a collective uh, <laughs> Bring Courtney on. Bring yeah. Courtney on manifestations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, the final one, ladies, and we want to thank you so much for your time. I know we went a little over, but you guys are just so much fun to talk to. Yes. And energy and all the fun facts. And their podcast is, is one of a kind. You guys, we just get on here and shoot the shit every week. We research sex and relationship topics, but these girls do the research. They're bringing you some real rock history, and it's really special. So thank um, you. Final fun fact is Anthony Keaton. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis. My favorite relationship of his was probably Ioni Sky, just yes. because I adore her so much and just look so perfect together. And if you look up photo shoots with them, they were just like yeah. this perfect late 80s, early 90s couple. I love his book, actually. It's so, it's good. so good. He's another one. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Shanti, we should do an episode, like a joint one, where we talk about some of his women, for sure. I've heard that book is good and I haven't read it, so I did enjoy reading that it's so good he um he dated Sinead O'Connor that's right oh. and he wrote I could have lied about her yes yes he did um also Mary Forsberg bringing it back to Mary Forsberg Wyland she is very very good friends with Anthony Kiedis and she said the best way to remain friends with a rock star is to never ever ever kiss them you know who else he also dated he dated Mel C from the Spice Girls yes <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yes <my favorite. laughs> he likes those skinny British, <laughs> skinny British Irish women. Yeah. <laughs> women. He had a hot dad. Yes. He did have a hot I've dad. I've seen pictures of him yeah. and his dad, okay. and his dad was a babe. That's my uh, fun fact. <laughs> hot dad oh. alert. My parents actually used to party with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Obviously, like, they can't call up Anthony and be like, hey, what's up? Let's go to the show. But they used to, my, my dad will tell you, like, they weren't even old enough to drink and they would come perform at the bars that I was at and hanging out at in Hollywood and I would buy them beers and he goes, it's back in the days when all they wore was uh, tube socks. <laughs> 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 you guys are a blast. This uh. was so much fun. Thank you so much for having us. We are in love with you both. Oh, same Z's. Yeah. Wish, wish we could have been doing this in person. We will soon, as hopefully. soon as we can. Yeah. I like the look in her eyes. She's like, oh, we will. It's happening. It's this, happening. This, uh, this live podcast event we're going to be throwing in Toronto and another one in Vegas with Muses. Like, it's all, it's all I happening, I love guys. Vegas. I love Vegas oh. so much. I love Vegas in a way that I never knew that I could. And I can't wait to be back. October, hopefully, is what we're saying. Yeah. Fingers That's crossed. Our, Fingers that's our sweet spot month. The weather's beautiful. We get to dress up for Halloween and uh, we're ready for another live show. Yes. Oh, yeah. Halloween in Vegas must be fun. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it can gonna, be. It can be really fun. We're going to pull off all white shirts costumes from Shanti's Real. We're going to, each of us going to be our own white shirt. Person. Perfect. But um, before we go to, can you guys direct somebody to just an episode you're really proud of? I know there's so many over the years. One of my favorite episodes I've done was on Patti Smith, who I adore so much and oh. her and Robert Maplethorpe and 
and I actually like kind of cried at the end of it because I was so emotional like I just love her to death so I'm proud of that episode and we got to interview Linda Ramon earlier last year right before quarantine and that was also just so amazing all of our interviews are just so much fun and I would recommend people check those out and then kind of get into the deeper stuff with us telling like a full story Uh, for an interview I really like Jenny Boyd sister to Patty Boyd so Jenny's brother-in-law was George Harrison and then Eric Clapton and she was married to Mick Fleetwood for 30 years so I thought that was pretty cool Um, we interviewed Ginger Gilmore who was married to David Gilmore of Pink Floyd so those are pretty neat and then some that I've presented that I am proud of I guess would be Loretta Lynn and Dolly Parton I've done episodes on them that I really liked oh wow I was gonna say Dolly yeah that was a great one yeah yeah that was a good one um one of my favorites that you guys did obviously was the Mary Forsberg Wyland episode I thought that just you guys told that um Courtney Love I loved that episode too the way you told her story you didn't make her out to be this quote-unquote insane person you told it with a lot of love and as fandom and I love the episode you did on Michael DeBar oh yeah that's right (laughs) the way you talked about the love that he and Pamela had for each other and still have for each other they're just you know they're just not married anymore was just so beautiful because we listened to her like I mean I've read Take Another Little Piece of My Heart and that's when she was extremely heartbroken over the loss of that marriage but then you listen to her talk about him now and you just she's just so loving towards him so I thought you guys really brought that out in that episode thank you so much you're welcome yeah what a unique and special relationship they have and certainly something to look up to you know not everything can be forever but that doesn't mean that you're not right for each other and meant to you know still support each other and being each mm-hmm. other's lives they're a yeah. good example of that so I just have one more question just for um people that listen to us you know they come here for sex and dating and relationships and just kind of like I think to feel a little more relatable and understood what's something that you really want people to get out of your podcast just a reminder that like if you're that woman that's in the background or the one supporting like you're just as important and like your part in that don't ever belittle yourself yeah all of these women are just so incredible and they brought so much and they're more than just the relationship they're in and that's what I would want women to take away just grow and be yourself and support and hopefully people are also supporting you and yeah, yeah. the little things can make such huge impacts yeah right? exactly yeah. exactly yeah. I think that a lot of our well I know especially me growing up especially my parents being music fans if we did have autobiographies or biographies in our home about a musician it was usually written by a man and is usually about a man. So I think it's important to evaluate these other voices and these roles that women have played in rock and roll history and that their stories are completely interesting and fascinating and valid. They were there too. So instead of us looking as like the woman in the picture as a salacious, oh, well, she just wants to be famous or, you know, just all of that bullshit come along with women using their voices is to just open yourself up 
to understanding that there are more perspectives in music history and we just want to show them and talk about them and bring them to people's attentions as much as possible because they're all out there if you look for them. Yes. Oh, all the storytelling from muses, you guys are just one of a kind and we're just so thankful that you would just take some time and chat with us and all the keepers. And- yes. Oh! And we're thankful for you too for having Thank us you. on. Thank so. you. All right. So just um, drop your socials again. Yeah. Website, musespod.com. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at musespodcast. Anybody here is on Twitch. I'm on Twitch. So I'm at Chantelle underscore lace there. Going to be starting Twitch for muses eventually. So if you are on Twitch and you have me personally there, then I'm going to be talking about the muses Twitch that's going to come. So we should have our TikTok up as well i think that's just muses pod so check out there we're gonna start posting more videos and things like that when do you release your episodes every week all right we release our episodes every thursday first episode of 2021 will be january 21st and then you can expect an episode weekly from then on if you want more muses go to patreon.com slash muses podcast and for five dollars a month you will get access to a whole backlog of all kinds of episodes and there are a lot of fun that's one of the best ways to support podcasts is joining their patreon you can also join the keeping it casual patreon that's right get that backlog for five (laughs) dollars and then go to apple Podcasts, drop a rating and review for muses and a rating and review for it does help casual yes i don't know why it helps but it does (laughs) all right until next time bye <laughs> Want to be featured on the show? Email us feedback at keepingitcasualpodcast.com. Want to win cool stuff? Just rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to get into our monthly giveaways. Last Wednesday of every month. And for more specialty podcasts and bonus content, join us on patreon.com slash keepingitcasualpodcast. Show you're a keeper on Facebook. You can like the page and join our group. Tweet at us at KICpod or Instagram at keepingitcasualpodcast. You can find me anywhere at MJ Radio Diva. And I'm everywhere at Bremixed, B-R-E-E-M-I-X-E-D. And for your one-stop shop, keepingitcasualpodcast.com. Bye. Bye.